Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Uh, we're glad that you're here, glad that you're a part of the service. We are shifting uh, to Revelation, if you'll turn there, 21, and then also, by way of introduction, John chapter 14. Uh, Revelation 21, verse 1, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth are passed away. Well, there's a hard shift, a hard shift. We have been looking at the tribulation and the horrors of uh, all that's going to happen after we've been raptured in heaven, and then second coming, the millennium, uh, with Christ ruling and reigning, and then that final stand where Satan's loosed for a, a, a short time. But now we enter eternity. I want to talk briefly about uh, why does God dedicate two whole chapters uh, about heaven? Uh, two whole chapters, the last two chapters of, uh, of Revelation about heaven. Uh, why are we going to spend five weeks detailing, walking through, uh, trying to paint the picture, uh, going verse by verse through 21, uh, 22 uh, about heaven? Hey, why does God take the last two chapters of the Bible to talk about heaven? I think we see one of the reasons in John 14 in the upper room. Uh, no doubt the disciples were deeply distressed, definitely disturbed, for uh, there in that upper room, Jesus began to, to really make it real for them, detail uh, all that was going to happen on the cross, his passion, uh, their crucifixion, not just telling them the details, but also illustrating uh, to them with the broken bread and the poor juice. And uh, he describes the horrors of that, that, that final hour and then, uh, not just that, that, that fear or that, that fatality, but then uh, he turns and says, uh, one of you here is going to betray me. And all throughout they were saying, is it I? Uh, is it I? Uh, is it I? He then uh, goes on to tell them, I'm going, I'm going, and where I'm going, uh, you're not going to be able to follow now. And uh, I can't even imagine the, the, the fear and the frustration. And then uh, he turns to Simon Peter and he said, you're going to deny me three times. Failure, failure. Can you imagine how heavy uh, those emotions are in that room? And it was in this atmosphere of confusion and questions and tensions that he said, let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again to receive you unto myself, that where I am there ye may be also. Let not your heart be troubled. Uh, two whole chapters to, to end the Bible. Uh, two whole chapters to, to end Revelation. Uh, four to five weeks, we're going to be spending time there. Why? Put down number one, if you will, to calm our emotion. To calm our emotion. Alvin Topler said, when you're uh, living in times that are uncertain and, uh, and destabilized and, uh, and kind of swirling, he said, we all need islands uh, of stability, things that never change, things that are immutable, uh, things that are always the same. And heaven is one of those. Let not your heart be troubled. Paul, uh, talking about how the Lord himself shall descend from heaven, shout, voice of an archangel, 
trump of God, dead in Christ, rise first, then we which are alive and remain caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort ye one another, comfort one another with these words. Let not your heart be troubled. Comfort one another uh, with these words. By the fact that someday there's not going to be accidents, there's not going to be uh, tragedies, there's not going to be hurt and hard times and uh, uncertainty. Someday, someday, someday. Boy, and he tells us about that today. Number one, to calm our emotion. Number two, to bring consolation. To bring consolation, not just to calm our emotion here today, here today. Uh, there's coming a day, there's not going to be any political uh, stress or social media crazy or uh, uncertainty or economy to calm our emotion but then also to bring consolation uh, remember we've been talking about who are you thinking about when thinking about heaven who are you thinking about when thinking about heaven we uh, have had a incredible response of so many pictures coming in uh, that will be a part of this series uh, about who you're thinking about when you're thinking about heaven there's an uh, interesting passage in 2 Samuel chapter 12 when uh, Bathsheba births a baby, uh, David and Bathsheba. That baby uh, is hovering, is wavering, and uh, David besought the Lord for the child. David fasted. He uh, lay upon the earth uh, praying uh, for that child. Neither did he eat bread. Uh, and the elders, his servants, were trying to encourage him, trying to, trying to encourage him, trying to uh, get him uh, propped up rightly, but then the child died. Uh, and then they're scared to death thinking, well, uh, he was that bad before the child died. Uh, who's going to tell him uh, that the child died? And, and then as they're talking about how the child died, then David perceived that the child died. Uh, you say, Pastor, that's a little repetitive. Five times it says it there in the passage. The exact number of time uh, about what happened uh, there. Uh, and when he perceived that, then David arose from the earth and washed and anointed himself and changed his apparel, came into the house of the Lord and worshiped. They set bread before him and he did eat. And these guys are so confused saying, what's going on? What thing is this that thou hast done? Thou didst fast and weep for the child uh, while it was alive. But when the child died, you rose up, you ate bread. And he said this, while the child was yet alive, I fasted and wept. For I said, who can tell whether God will be gracious to me uh, wh whether God will cause healing of that child. Hey, who knows that to bring him back? Uh, uh, but, 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 uh, he said, I can't bring him back again now that he's died, now that he's in heaven, but I can go to where he is. Uh, I can't bring him back here, uh, but I can go to where he is. And David comforted Bathsheba, his wife. Wherefore, comfort ye one another with these words. Let not your heart be troubled. Hey, one of his islands of stability was the fact that this world is not my home. We're just a passing through. Uh, my treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Hey, we're sojourners here. We're just visitors here. We're citizens of heaven. Uh, our hometown uh, is eternal uh, with God. And so why are we going to spend... Five weeks talking about that, number one, to calm our emotions here. Uh, number two, uh, to bring consolation about those that have already gone uh, there. Uh, number three, write it down, to refocus in tribulation. To refocus in tribulation. Uh, that's what they're uh, going through. They're going through that, that church at Smyrna, those uh, ten waves of Roman persecutions, uh, the martyrs that were taking place then. Uh, and 
He's writing about the end times, all of the seals and trumpets and and all of the vials, uh, and he's basically trying to get them to set your affections on things above, not on the things of this earth. We look not at the things which are seen, but the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are temporal. Uh, the things that are not seen are eternal. Uh, and the devil is a pro at trying to get our gaze uh, off of the Lord and off of eternity and on the, the here and now and the problems, the situations, and, uh, and the struggles. Uh, we uh, study this. He writes about this to uh, refocus our attention during tribulation to, to set our affection, uh, I think, about uh, Moses, Hebrews 11, uh, who refused to be called the son, son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, uh, esteeming, valuing the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures of heaven. For he had respect uh, for the recompense of the reward. Uh, and by faith he forsook Egypt, by faith, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he endured, he endured by as seeing him who was invisible. Well, he wasn't tripping down here because he was focused uh, up there. Uh, And so God, two chapters, end of Revelation. God, two chapters uh, into the Bible. And for us, five weeks talking about that. Why? Uh, Number one, to calm our emotion, to bring consolation, to uh, refocus in tribulation. Uh, And number four, to increase our dedication. To increase our dedication. Uh, I want to pull the rope out from the back and show you that tape that we focus on. Uh, you've seen it too many times already. Uh, while we're trying to focus on the here and the now, that, that little brief time, that life that's a vapor right now, uh, forgetting about our life lives for eternity and what we do here affects that there. Uh, our focus should be uh, on the end and on our rewards in heaven, uh, not stressing out about here. Uh, and the Bible would be Hebrews 11, Abram. Uh, Abraham made some incredible decisions when he was called to go out to a place that uh, he had no idea where it was at, and he obeyed, he went out. Uh, By faith he sojourned uh, in a land that he knew not, dwelling in tabernacles, tents, tents, with uh, Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him, the same promise, for he looked for a city that hath foundations. Uh, He's living in tents now. They're wandering in tents now. There's uh, a little bit of an uncertainty now. But he did so because he looked for a city that hath foundations whose builder and maker is God. And so don't view this as a uh, waste of time or as filling up time, but as a very profitable time to calm our emotions, to bring consolation, to... Uh, refocus in tribulation, to uh, increase our dedication, and then number five, write it down, uh, to foster anticipation. To foster anticipation. Uh, Half the enjoyment uh, of going on vacation is planning your vacation. Has anyone realized that yet? Uh, As soon as we know, okay, we're going to take a week or three days, we're going to go here. Uh, One of the first things we do is we Google top ten things to see there. Anybody else do that besides me? Uh, Top 10 places to visit there. Uh, And even before we get there, we start enjoying there uh, because we're anticipating there. Well, in the same way, God's given us the top 10 things to see uh, in heaven. In fact, put down underneath that, uh, notice first our walk through heaven, uh, our walk through heaven, or our overview of heaven, either one, whatever you want to put, Uh, our walk through heaven. Let's take kind of an overview of heaven. 
Uh, let's start fostering anticipation. Let's start uh, planning now for what that vacation is going to be like for all of eternity. Uh, number one, there's mansions. There's mansions. John 14, in my Father's house are many mansions. It's our eternal home, 2 Corinthians 5. Uh, for we know that if our earthly house, these tents, these tabernacles were dissolved, we have a building of God and house not made with hands, eternal, eternal in heaven, uh, you don't have to repaint. You don't have to uh, add on. It doesn't devalue. It doesn't depreciate. Uh, it fades not uh, away. And by the way, my mom lived in a tiny house in Orlando, Florida. Uh, she lived in an RV the other six months out of the year uh, in that glider port uh, there uh, in, in Houston. But today, she's not living in a tiny house. Uh, she's not living in an RV. Hey, she's living in a mansion. Uh, our overview, our, our walk through heaven, there's mansions. It's our eternal home. Uh, it's a place of rest, Job 3. A place of fullness of joy, pleasures forevermore, Psalm 16. Uh, eternal satisfaction, Psalm 17. Uh, where we'll never hunger, we'll never thirst, Isaiah 49. Uh, of rewards, uh, uh, Matthew 5. Uh, where we uh, uh, do, uh, do lay up treasures, Matthew 6. And e eternal life, Matthew 25. No crime. No crime, no crime, Luke 12. Uh, a place of paradise, uh, Luke 23. Uh, Ephesians says it's an inheritance of the riches of his glory. Uh, it's our inheritance that we don't deserve uh, of the riches of his glory. By the way, I love the verse in Ephesians 2 where it says that in ages to come, that in ages to come for all eternity, that in ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and kindness toward us. Boy, what a great place. Uh, what a heavenly place, heaven. Uh, revelation, no pain, death, heartache, sorrow, mourning. Uh, God shall wipe all tears from their eyes. Uh, verse 3 says, uh, no more loneliness. Verse 1 says, uh, no storms, no poverty. In fact, uh, there's no church buildings there. The, uh, there's no temple there. For uh, the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. Uh, there's no need of the sun there. For the glory of God does lighten it. The Lamb uh, is the light thereof. Boy, that's where our loved ones are at. Where our walk through heaven. Uh, our overview of heaven. Boy, what a great scenic view uh, of heaven. Uh, so many times we detach Boy, what a great place. Uh, we detach from that our loved ones that have passed, our loved ones that have passed. Uh, but put down number two, if you will, uh, our walkthrough or our overview or our scenic view of heaven is only, number two, a partial view. Uh, at best, it's a partial view uh, of heaven. 1 Corinthians 13, For now we see through a glass darkly, but then, face to face. Now we know in part, then shall we know even as we are known. Now, now, uh, that glass darkly, that frosted glass, that uh, opaque window that we look through. Hey, we can't see all the images clearly. We can't make up uh, all the details distinctly. We can't see uh, every detail uh, clearly. We see now through a glass darkly, but then face to face. 
Uh, we can see well enough to know there's something on the other side. There's joy on the other side. There's life on the other side. There's heaven on the other side. But understand, no matter how many details we give here, uh, no matter how many verses we read here, uh, no matter how many songs we sing here, boy, now we see through a glass, dar a glass darkly. It's almost like uh, the glass, the windows that we put in that uh, sharpens it up. I'm glad that we take care uh, of the church, the building that God has given us. But you're not going to be able to see through that whole thing, but you will see shapes uh, and image shadows. Uh, you'll be able to see enough, especially when it's backlit. And by the way, uh, that frosted glass in heaven is absolutely backlit uh, by the glory of God. And uh, we can see shapes and shadows and images and uh, know there's something there, there's something great there, but, but now we only have a partial view of what's there. Vague shadows, distorted images. Uh, no matter how real we paint it, we can't paint it uh, real enough. Uh, I think about what Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 when he said, I've seen it and I can't describe it. Uh, I've seen it, I'm not going to write a book about it. I've seen it, and they're unspeakable words that I would even use for it. Hey, I've seen it, but it's so far beyond. If we were to take every hue of paint on the artist's color wheel, the palette, and try to paint it as real as we can, paint it as real as we can, heaven, and this is what it's going to be like, it would exhaust the colors of that, that palette, of that painter's wheel. It exhausts the colors. Uh, we wouldn't even get a glimpse of, uh, not even touch the hem of the garment of all that's there. Uh, I do want to stretch our imaginations uh, for a few weeks about uh, the glories and the splendor and uh, attempt to pour into your heart uh, the facets and the details. But at the end of the day, uh, we're going to realize that I hath not seen, neither ear heard, nor uh, entered into the heart of man all the things that God hath prepared for them that love him. I think about the Queen of Sheba. Uh, when she finally got to Solomon's kingdom and saw his armies, his servants, uh, and she said, well, I've heard about this, but not the half had been told. She saw his, his riches and his splendor, and she said, I've heard about this. There are stories about this. Your, your reputation precedes you, but, but not the half. Not the half. Not the half has been told. Uh, and we're going to take five weeks, but if we took 50 weeks, if we took five years, if we took the rest of our life, when we get there, we'd say, I heard about it, but not the half. Not the half was told of the splendor. Our view is a view through clouded glass. Nonetheless, let's take a minute and lean up against that door. Try to imagine those, what those shapes, what those shadows, what those images, those partial views that we get, uh, what, it, what, it, what it's like. Look through that window and realize, boy, those ones that we see that uh, encompass that point, they've already experienced the leaves that are for the healing of the nations. Uh, there's no sickness there. There's no pain there. There's uh, no, no illness there. They, they've already experienced that pain-free. Keep looking. That, that cloudy open that, that, that frosted glass, you can see that they've already dipped their hand into the river of life. Uh, and those drops that would drop back in like diamonds sparkling as they uh, drop down. I already brushed past the gate of pearl. 
uh, or the other gate of pearl. The gates, one pearl uh, on either side. Uh, they've walked on the streets of gold. Uh, you ever get home and you have dirt on your shoes? Well, you try to kick the dirt off. Anyone ever do that? If it's maybe a, uh, 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 a path you're walking or an, an alley you're walking through, you ever do that? Can you imagine as you're kicking the dirt, the gold dust off your shoes in heaven? They're in their mansions. Uh, they're not in a row home in Baltimore, and so many of us uh, have been in an apartment in, uh, in Essex or a house in White Marsh. They're not there. Hey, they're in a mansion today. Boy, that walk through heaven, that, that overview of heaven, that, that scenic view of heaven, they've already looked into the 12 foundations that are made out of 12 different jewels and all of the splendor, all of the glory. Hey, keep looking through that clouded glass. Uh, no longer struggling. They're as good as new, better than new. Uh, no longer hindered. Uh, they're not breathing air here, down uh, here, but heavenly, heavenly, uh, unbelievably clear up there. Uh, keep looking and imagining and, and understanding all that we imagine. It's only a partial view. A, a partial view. Who are you thinking about when you're thinking about heaven? They've already bowed before the King of Kings. They've already had that merry moment uh, where they're pouring out their praise. Their tears are flowing down. Their praise is lifting up. They've joined a choir of angels singing out, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Boy, what a great view. But our view is only a partial view because now we see through a glass darkly. But then face to face, now we only know in part but then shall we know even as we are known. Put down number three, we're done. Uh, we saw the walkthrough, or if you put down scenic view, or if you put down overview, that's all point one. Uh, but then understand, that's only a partial view of heaven. Uh, and number three, it's a preview. God gives us simply a preview of coming attractions. It fosters anticipation. Uh, one of the things movies, the big screen, when you get that, uh, uh, that thing of popcorn, butter all over it, and uh, you don't want to go when the movie just starts. You want to go ahead of the movie, you see the coming attractions, coming attractions, hey, this movie's coming out, this movie's coming out. Uh, you'll see it on TV at times, uh, but what it does, it's trying to get you to lean in. Can't wait to see that. Wait, I, I put that on my uh, calendar. I want to make sure that I'm a part of watching that, and uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, and, and so uh, in the same way, God has given us enough glimpses uh, en enough details, uh, enough partial views, enough uh, scenic views, overviews of heaven. Boy, I can't wait. Uh, I absolutely can't wait. By the way, some of his previews aren't just in Scripture, the Word of God, but you realize everything around us God created in six days. All things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. All things were made by him, six days. Without him was not anything made that was made. And so uh, if you want a preview of what it's going to be like there, hey, look around and see all of the, the sunsets, colors. God did that. Uh, God uh, threw out the clouds that float through the vast expanse of our sky. God did that. Placed every feather on every bird, painted uh, every petal on every rose, chiseled uh, every peak in the Rocky Mountains, sprinkled uh, every lake in the Minnesotas, created the bear, invented the deer. Uh, he's the research and development department uh, of every animal in every uh, animal kingdom. Hey, God did that in six days, uh, and God's been creating heaven for us for 
thousands of years, how much more infinitely beautiful uh, is heaven going to be? God's been preparing that place. He's been building that place. We can't even begin to imagine. So the preview, look around us and you'll see the beauty of heaven because it's infinitely more beautiful than this. But then, look above us. Look above us, you'll see the wisdom and the genius and the majesty of heaven uh, as you look at the solar systems, you look at the stars, you, you, you see all of that. The God putting the earth at the exact distance from a star for the temperatures and tilting it for, for four seasons. I'd love to get out of the last season. And, and God, uh, just how he so incredibly uh, made everything. Uh, there was a young girl that uh, was looking up at the night sky and she told her dad, she said, Oh, Daddy, if the wrong side of heaven is so beautiful, how much more beautiful must the right side of heaven be? If the wrong side of heaven, you look up and the stars and the galaxies and the quays, everything, everything, God made it all, six days is all. Six days is all. If the wrong side is so beautiful, uh, how much more beautiful must the right side of heaven be? Hey, look around us, you see the beauty. Uh, Look above us, you see the majesty. Look within us and you'll see the genius. Uh, That God, uh, making all of our uh, respiratory system, our circulatory system, the thousands of miles of blood vessels inside, the intricacies, the delicateness, strength uh, of the human heart, optics of the eye, uh, audio response of the ear. Hey, he did that in six days. He's been doing that for a lot longer than that. And so we're going to study detail, talk about, Uh, shift into a verse-by-verse, verse-by-verse walkthrough for uh, the next four weeks, talking about the details of heaven. Uh, And there's so many more reasons than what I just gave for that. Uh, So many more reasons than what I just gave for that. Why uh, we focus on, set our affection on, why we uh, seek those things which are above, why why Abraham looked for a city and Moses endured by seeing, uh, looking into Jesus, the author of finished. Hey, why do we do that? There's so many reasons to do that. But understand, if you don't have assurance of that, I think about the end of that passage, John 14. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, well, I'd be honest with you. I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again to receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. And whither I go, you know. The way you know, Thomas said, hold on. Wait a second, Uh, you're losing me. I'm I'm having a hard time keeping up. Uh, He said, Lord, we know not whither thou goest. How can we know the way? And and Jesus said unto him the great verse, I am the way. I am the way. There's only one way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. It's an exclusive way because there's only one way. There's not many ways. God gave us one way, but understand it's also an inclusive way because whosoever will may come. Whosoever will may come. Uh, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Straits of Gibraltar that connects the Atlantic with the Mediterranean Sea, uh, on either side there's two mountains and And they were known as the Pillars of Hercules. Uh, There was also two pillars that are on either side. And 
Uh, Greek mythology, they would say that they guarded the edge of the world. And of course, uh, we remember the uh, the flat earthers, they were uh, around for a long time. And so uh, you go past those, you fall off. You go past those, uh, and, and on both of those pillars on either side bore the warning, no more beyond. No more beyond. And, of course, in 1492, Christopher Columbus just shattered that belief, shattered that, uh, finding a new country, uh, 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 discovering uh, uh, Europe leaning into now uh, the Americas, and uh, uh, that, that explorer, when he died, they, they built a monument, and they have that, the words that say, no more beyond, but there's a lion with his claw that is slashing through that first word, no, uh, and now it says, more beyond. There's more beyond. Well, aren't you glad there's more beyond? It, it's not just the here and now. It, it's not just the the struggles and the hurts and the heartaches and the problems, the situations. And by the way, that's why we work so hard to get the gospel out, because there's more beyond. That's why we're willing to sacrifice, and we do faithfully gather, worship, serve, minister, because there's more beyond. And I sure hope by the end of this series, you'll not only agree that there's more beyond, you'll say, Boy, it's going to be a great day. It's going to be a great day someday when we see all that's beyond. If you've never trusted Christ, we're going to have a prayer team at the end of the service that will answer any question you have, take as much time as you need to, to show you that one way, the Lord Jesus Christ, the gospel, paving the way with his body, with his blood, paying the way. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.